to San Francisco and I was very glad to go there because first of all I just love San Francisco mm -hmm. but um, I really enjoyed my time as a reporter there. That was SF State Associate Professor of Journalism, Venice Wagner. I'm Jeff and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, we feature sports fans, teachers, writers, photographers, and other San Franciscans talking about living, working, and doing their thing here. It's a way to get to know your neighbors. Welcome to episode 29. When she's not busy teaching journalism students, writing books, or spending time with friends, family, and her dog Cece, Vinice loves to go ice skating. In this podcast, she tells the story of one visit to the ice rink that went a little sideways. Here's Vinny. So I know you asked for a San Francisco story. Can't think of any now, but I can think of a really good Oakland story. So I'm going to share this Oakland story with you. And it starts with ice skating because ice skating is one of my passions. It's the way I stay balanced emotionally, mentally, and physically. And how this long, was... How long have you been? I've been... Uh, skating for about 10 years now. Okay. Um, there's some things I can do really well and there's some things I can do not so well. <laughs> At least you know that. Um, <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it to compete. I'm doing it, you know, for my own benefit. So I don't feel like I have anything to prove to anybody. But on this day, uh, it was during uh, winter break, and so I was really excited because I was finishing up with school. I didn't have to go into school that week, and which meant I had more time to go to the ice rink and skate. And I was so excited because I had three days on the ice that week versus my usual two. And um, I put my skates on, and I get on the ice and I, you know, I drag all my gear, I get on the ice and I skate to the other side and typically what happens is you skate to the other side where there are benches and people on the benches, people set their belongings, you know, their, their phone because people like to bring their phone for music or they like mm. to bring their phone to, to record, you know, their jumps or something like that so they can get feedback on how they're doing. Um, their water is there, their tissues, because you know, your nose is always running and stuff. So I'm approaching that other side, and right and I'm about to do a T-stop, <coughs> which is... what a T-stop is? A T-stop is, um, if you just imagine your right foot, or you can do your left foot, but one foot is in front of the other, and the other one is behind it in the form of a T. And so it's, it's just a way, it's a common way of stopping. So I'm putting my feet in the formation of a T, about to stop. And before I know it, I'm on the back end of my skate. And I can't get the other foot down to stop. And I go up in the air and I land on my bottom with a crunch. And it knocked so much air out of me that I couldn't even breathe. And there are people who were like not even looking at me. And I thought, I'm sure people saw me, but I don't know what happened. But 
and then there were some there were some people over there who were doing things and you know I fall a lot so I'm sure people saw me fall and they were like oh she'll get back up well I did not get back up mm-hmm. and I guess after about 30 seconds and I didn't get back up and I was like coughing and like trying to catch my breath and suddenly someone walks over and says are you okay and I'm like I don't know I don't I don't think so I don't know not I don't the answer know. you want to hear <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> That means no. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly I'm really afraid. Like, oh my God, this is like, you know, I'm in my 50s. And so I always knew there was a risk of hurting myself. And as you get older, that risk sort of looms large, right? If If you break a leg, it's, you don't heal as fast as someone who's much younger when they break a leg. Mm -hmm. So now I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm never going to walk again. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think another part of are you okay, I don't know, is I don't know what's wrong. Right. That's exactly it. I didn't know what was wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong because I heard a I crunch. I, I, I don't know if I should move. I don't know. I just didn't know. And they were like, okay, stay down. That's what you know. one of the people told me, stay down. They called the attendant who's, you know, outside and the that ice, attendant. The ice rink the ice. lifeguard. Yes. <laughs> and the, the um, person, she sort of steps on the ice. She doesn't have skates because you know, she's working the counters and everything else. So she just gets on the ice and slowly walks over and she says, are you okay? And tell me your name. And um, her name was Cheryl. So I'll never forget her. And she always remembers me now. And she says, should we call an ambulance? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm afraid to get up. I'm, like, I was really afraid to move because I thought if I move, I could make something worse and I'll never walk again. Or if I find out like I can't even get up and I fall more on the ice, that would be even worse. So, um, and you said it knocked the wind out of you, it right? It totally knocked the wind yeah. out of me. Like I, 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 I and that's alarming when that, right? Yeah, when that happens. You don't. Yeah. So, one of the coaches had come over and she gave she put her coat on me, and then someone's like, I "Don't move her! Don't move her!" And she's like, "Well, I'm afraid she's on the ice and she's gonna get cold right. or hypothermia." I was gonna ask if you were getting cold. So, um, she took her coat and she. Um, sort of shoved it underneath me to keep me from getting cold and that was really sweet and then they brought in a blanket and they put that on top of me and they called the ambulance and the ambulance people came to where I was since I was on the other side of the rink right so they just walked around but they'd still have to get on the ice no well yeah they did because I was on the ice right so they just came on with their tennis shoes their regular shoes. Yeah. Um, they asked me if I could get up, and I was like, I'm afraid to get up. They uh, asked me if I had evacuated myself, like if I had peed on myself or anything, and I'm like, no. And they're like, that's a good sign. Your first <laughs> a fir- or, uh, uh, <laughs> confident answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that one I can answer. <laughs> okay. Um, and they're like, okay. And um, then they're like, okay, we're going to try to help you up. 
And so they helped me up and they're like, do you think you could walk? I'm like, I don't know, maybe. So they helped me and they, you know, helped me shuffle up and they had All a the gurney. All the way to your, to your feet? No, yeah, to my feet. All but the they had a gurney, right? They couldn't bring it on the ice, but they brought it near the ice. Okay. And they sort of walked me to the gurney and they put me on the gurney. And thank God, because it really hurt walking too. Like I was in pain. But your legs were working. But they were working. Good sign, A little I bit, would think. but it was a good but sign. It, it hurt, but they worked. They worked. Okay. So it's like, okay, I'm not paralyzed. <laughs> um, and then I'm starting to feel really stupid and foolish. And it's so funny. Like, you go through all these different emotions. That embarrassment. You yes, embarrassment. Embarrassment, yeah. Embarrassment. Like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I'm such a fool. I fell on the ice. As if the being on the ice is a natural thing. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but, you know, I'm supposedly able to skate. And here I am, like totally hurting myself like i'm a fool were you upset that you it wasn't even like a move or part of yes, the routine it exactly. was just it was dropping just, your yes. stuff off. yeah that's the thing so that there's just like shame there was shame and like annoyance and just beating myself up mm -hmm. and just anger at myself there's nothing quite like being mad at yourself <laughs> right like when you have no one else to blame but right, you right 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 so they take me out and my friends are are there you know some of I have some friends um, and I was really freaked out too because that day later that day I was supposed to go to court um, my husband and I were filing a small claim my ex-husband and I were filing a small claims against a storage unit okay. company and we were supposed to go to court that day so um, and then I have my dog in the in my car, right? So now I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. I don't even know who to call to get help. Like, so I had this friend, and I said, can you do me a favor and move my car off the street into this parking lot? My dog's in there, but you know it'll be okay. And then in in the in the ambulance I'm on the phone and I'm like nearly in tears just feeling so stupid continually feel stupid and I call my ex-husband and I say yes I know we're supposed to be in court at noon today but I have just had a bad accident on the ice and I can't walk and I'm in an ambulance and then Gigi's in the car that's my miniature poodle I'm laughing because I'm imagining what it's like to get that call. And you're like, wait, you're messing with me. <laughs> it's like, do I believe you? I know. Like, what? You it did what? Way too. It just sounds fantastical. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway. But he knows I go to the ice rink all the time. So he was he believed me. But it was just like so crazy. Right. Yeah. So he says. Okay, well, I need to go down there and get Gigi. And I was like, well, how come you're not even asking about me? You need to come down here and take care of me. And I'm like, this is why we, we're getting, this is why we're separated. Okay. So, anyway. This specific incident? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> this is one more indication of why. <laughs> that's for another podcast. You're right, that's for another podcast. I mean, he's a great guy, but... Anyway, so he says, I'll come down and I'll get Gigi. 
And I leave the keys with the front desk, the car keys and with the front desk, so he can just come to the front desk and get the car and drive back up and then go to court. So um, they take me to Sutter East Bay Hospital. I'm probably not getting that name correctly, but in it's Oakland. in Oakland. In downtown Oakland? or It's right there in Pill Hill, so it's right oh, off yeah. of Webster. So they okay. took me there. And... Um, they take me to the emergency room. They ask me all these questions about, you know, evacuation and can you feel your toes and, you know, all this other stuff. And they're like, okay, those are all good signs. I'm like, okay, great. But I'm in a hell of a lot of pain. Yeah. And so you're sitting in this little room waiting for a doctor to come see you. And it takes forever. I'm sure I waited there a good 45 minutes before any doctor came to see me. So that's both seemed like forever, probably because of your situation. Right. But also literally a long time. Yes. 45 minutes, I feel like, just sitting, doing nothing. So I'm sitting there, and of course, all these other incidents are coming into this little room. Because they, they pulled me out of the waiting room of the emergency room, took me in, and put me in a room. And so you kind of hear things that are going on. So I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself. I'm freezing. I'm like, when is somebody coming? And then I hear about one guy. I hear the story of one guy. They bring one guy in and something happened to him. I think he had collapsed and they weren't sure why he had collapsed. And then, so you kind of hear dribbles about the story, right? And me, I'm going to eavesdrop because <laughs> it's just we what I do for a living. We already <laughs> talked about journalism. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember the exact details of his story, but they were worried about some kind of, I don't know if they thought he had a seizure or something like that. So they do some tests and they clear him and they say, the tests were clear, you're fine. And then he says, well, do you think I can get something to eat? And it turns out the guy was homeless. Oh. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm. Here is somebody who probably feels like he's been abandoned more than I'm feeling right now. And for him, his main reason, it might, have been not, might not have been his main reason. Maybe he had just fainted and didn't have enough food in his system. Right. But here's somebody who's on the streets who can't even get enough food to get on the ice rink and go ice skating. Right. And be in pain and left and alone for 45 and be minutes. Left for, right. Yeah. And know that, you know, her dog is okay and the car is okay and... You have people who can be there for you in a pinch and, you know, Put things your in life is not that bad. Yeah. Put it in perspective <coughs> for you. That's what exactly what it did. Yeah. And so the, for me, that was like a very important moment in this whole thing. It just reminded me that your life doesn't really suck. <laughs> your life is not really that bad. And actually, after... After that incident, they put me into, they took me to the x-rays to get x-rayed. They x-rayed me and said, you have no broken bones. You're good. 
And I'm like, really? I was like, do I need some other kind of imagery? <laughs> what was like the an noise? MRI or something? What was that noise you heard? It was my tailbone, and I think it might have been moved when I crunched down. But they did the x-rays and nothing happened. And they just mm. said, you have a bruised, a bruised coccyx, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you some Motrin, and we're going to discharge you. They didn't give you anything stronger than Motrin? They gave me Motrin. When you... Uh. 600 milligrams of Motrin. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I think I'm telling the story because it, a lot of what happens in life is about putting it into perspective. And I think all you, sometimes all you have to do is look up at the stars... And that can put everything into perspective. Or you go for a walk on the coast by the ocean and you look out in the ocean and that puts everything into perspective. Let me just say there's another part of this too. Okay. Because while you're feeling sorry for yourself, while you're angry, you're mad, you're shameful, you're all those things, you kind of feel like you're alone. Like, ultimately, I'm the one feeling the pain. No one else is feeling this pain. Ultimately, this is the thing I'm going through right now, right? So you can either think of it all being about you or you can put it in perspective and remember that it's not really just about you. It's about you and everyone else around you and every other thing around you and like you're just one piece of what this whole thing is. Music for the podcast is by Joe Bigale. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Please follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the episodes and Michelle's photos of storytellers are up on our website, storiedsf.com. If you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. You can reach us by email at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Check back next week when we'll hear stories from drummer and hairstylist Chris Oneswark. Mm-hmm.